today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Jason here. How you doing? I'm well, Derek. How you doing this morning? Tuesday so, morning? Uh, doing well. Doing First well. of all, yeah. on Thursday, mm. the TMZ Audio Network launches. Very excited. Right? Big announcement. This is the launch of our brand new audio network. We've got a bunch of new programs, including the continuation, but the revamping of this TMZ podcast. We've got Last Days featuring you Let's and I. Let's just talk about that, because that features you and I. That's right. We're going to focus on the last days of the most famous celebrities, sort of you know, leveraging what TMZ does best, which is to report exclusive stories about people's demise. And we've got some incredible celebs who have died too young. It's an incredible lineup. You can, you should check it out. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and so forth, and really check it out. We worked really hard on it, actually. Still are. Yeah, still working on it. Last days, everybody. All right, so let's get started on Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin uh, is now in the midst of facing yet another lawsuit about the fallout from the Rust set where there was the fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins, the, the cinematographer on that movie and uh, Joel Souza was also injured. He was the director of the movie. And previously, Helena Hutchins' husband and family sued. They resolved that as part of that settlement. Helena Hutchins' husband is now the executive producer on the Rust film. I am sure there was a huge monetary pad as well. It's, sure. it's confidential. But now another lawsuit from some other folks who are there on set. And remember, separately, he's facing his criminal uh, sort of uh, prosecution in New Mexico. And when plaintiff's lawyers see someone facing criminal charges for someone getting injured, which is a very high standard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he's guilty in that context, right. they start circling and say, hey, there's a lower standard in uh, civil suits. Right. Let's file some of those. So you start to see these typically. Here's one from three crew members who are suing Alec and the production. And this is the key grip, the dolly operator, and a set customer. So during the fatal uh, the fatal shooting, there was a, a tech rehearsal in the, in a church. There were only seven people on set that day. These were three of them. They were and the other uh, four obviously were Helena, Joel, Dave Halls, and Alec, and Alec Baldwin. Right. So this is the remaining three people right. who were on set that day. So they were situated uh, very close in proximity to Helena Hutchins. Some of them were. It was a, it was a tight set. One was right next to her. They say when Alec Baldwin pointed that gun, fired the shot, and then chaos ensued. Uh, they say, one of them says that they could see the hole in Helena's sort of stomach area, Joel Souza screaming in pain with a shattered uh, shoulder blade. They were tending to them before they were quickly ushered out of the church. And they say after that, they really got no emotional support. So now they're filing this lawsuit and they're bringing all of the usual sort of allegations that we've seen about so, lack safety standards. So, so, right. They made all the same allegations, lack safety standards, the way guns are supposed to be handled. Hiring uh, an inexperienced armor and so all, forth. All that stuff. But we know the grounds for Helena Hutchins' lawsuit, the, the husband of, it's wrongful death. She right. lo he lost his wife. You lose consortium, which is right. His, his companionship with his wife for all those years. Right. That lawsuit makes perfect sense. Theoretically, there could be a lawsuit from Joel Souza, who was struck by a bullet. We sure. can see that lawsuit. But these three individuals were not injured in the classical sense. They weren't actually, they didn't receive a bullet. They didn't trip and fall. Nothing happened to them. They have they, a much taller standard. They have a much higher standard. So one of the things we see all the time is, is emotional distress. The difficulty with bringing a claim for emotional distress is you have to have some sort of manifestation of a physical injury, right? right. You've got to have some sort of physical injury. Now, they do claim they have some ringing in the ears. Yeah, but that's not really going to be enough. That's no. a pretty thin case because, you know, gunshots fire all the time. It is loud. It does cause some ringing, but that's not the type of damages they're, they're looking not alleging for. Those would be very low damages. And they're not damages. alleging permanent damages of any kind or any lasting damages. That Except would for the emotional and, and Well, let's mental. get to that. So they're saying they had this little bit of physical injury and this long-lasting emotional distress 
but they're not really related to one another, right? The, the, phys- the physical injury, the, the emotional stress is not caused by the physical injury. Here they have ringing in the ears. They have emotional stress as a result of seeing the hole in the stomach. I'm sure, they, by the way, they are emotionally distressed. Can't imagine seeing your colleague, any person shot and killed next to you, but no right. less your colleague. But emotional distress in and of itself is not a to- what we call a tort in the law. It's not something you can get money for. There has to be a concomitant physical injury and they don't really have that yeah i mean this limitation is it sounds harsh because to your point in some sense they did suffer real injuries they watched someone be killed on the set of a movie there's certainly trauma mental emotional trauma that is very real and they will experience i assume for the remainder of their life unless they have sort of serious therapy or some sort of intervention that said the law provides these limitations because there's, I don't there's, want to say there's a general skepticism about emotional damages, but there needs to be a limitation or else everyone would file a lawsuit. Bystanders would constantly come to the courthouse and say, hey, I was also injured by even just witnessing this on the news or being in the general vicinity or, or so forth. There have to be limitations. Right. And so and to, to, to that point, just to wrap it in a nice little bow, we, we have we, we know how people are. Right. People will sue for anything. Not saying these people are. I'm sure they suffered, right. by the way. But you have to. So we've set these standards up that you've got to show that you've been damaged physically in some way before we're going to just give you sort of this pain and suffering damage. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a very tough lawsuit. You'll see a motion to dismiss saying these types of arguments like, look, they, there's some ringing in their ears, but all this emotional trauma is just simply not compensable in in, a, in, in litigation. You'll see Alec try to dismiss this lawsuit uh, early on in the case, because if not, you would see them bring out experts, bring out yeah. doctors who say all these things and it would really swamp the yeah. court system at so, some point. So, so the, the, and also they're, they're claiming intentional infliction of emotional distress. The difficulty yes. with that claim is you have to show an intentional act and nobody is really saying that Alec Baldwin, I mean, not in the actual firing, intended to fire the gun at that moment, certainly intended to obviously discharge the bullet into Lena Hutchins. That's, that's off the table. So how do you establish there's an intention to commit the act that's giving rise to the lawsuit, again, just to, to your point, a diff- difficult hill to climb. This, this is the critical flaw, right? I mean, because for intentional infliction of emotional, emotional distress, because you don't want all of these emotional distress lawsuits, they put a very high standard, and that conduct not only has to be intentional, it has to be outrageous. Yeah. And really, when you think about Alec, what Alec Baldwin did was he heard cold gun, he relied on that, and he fired. And he, now, you and can he say there's the negligence there. Certainly a negligence case. But, but that doesn't give rise to intentional infliction of a negligence and intentional are, are opposites. That's that's right. And there's <laughs> a reason the lawyers didn't bring a negligent infliction of emotional distress, which used to be a cause of action. But then court said, look, this is really going to get out of control box. if any negligence can bring emotional distress. So they had to bring it this way. It's a tough hill to climb. And they also have this other part. They want punitive damages. But punitive damages are not allowed in negligence cases. They're only allowed in intentional uh, tort cases. Mm-hmm. That's why they've sort of shoehorned this intentional infliction case. Look, we, we th- th- there's a lot of people, I'm sure, we feel the same way. You feel bad for these individuals for what they suffered on set. Because, again, I'm not diminishing that at all. I'm sure right. they did. But just because we feel bad for someone doesn't mean the law gives them a remedy, a financial remedy. Um, the, the, if they were unable to work, there's workers' comp. Sure. We have that. We have these mechanisms in place. But it doesn't mean that you get to sue somebody for negligently firing a gun that happened to be really, really loud and cause, and the damage from which didn't impact you directly, but impacted you indirectly, and therefore you want to sue. That's not what the law allows. Right. So it's a really tough case. Now, to quickly take the other side before we move yeah. on, the, the lawyers are doing the best they can under the circumstances. Lawyers know the weaknesses in their case. And what they've done, because I read this lawsuit yesterday before we put the story up, they've listed a a litany of, of negligent acts. 
I mean, they have a laundry list. The hiring of Hannah, uh, the way Dave Hall's acted, the lax uh, safety standards in general, having live ammunition, uh, not um, his firing, not gun practicing, while, ignoring the ignoring, ignoring the safety, safety program, him even pulling the trigger. Uh, you know, the, all the litany that we've seen yes. from Helena Hutchins' family and others. And, and they're the hoping the sum of that looks <laughs> right. outrageous. Right. But that's a hard each. It act, does look outrageous. It is but, outrageous in its totality, but that's hard to win. You really need a, a sort of intentional act by yeah. someone and summing up negligent acts doesn't and, get you there and it's really. also it, it's a stronger case to the extent there is one at all against the rust production than there is against alec baldwin specifically yes and we've talked about the difficulty in squeezing money out of a production they're not funded in a way that they have millions of dollars on hand to they hand have, out to people they have just they, enough money to get the movie done they, and yeah. right and they're consistently funded into the usually there's a limited liability company of some description that's created for the production they only have enough money to pay Pay the cost. There's not a penny more. You can't sue the production. You sue the individuals typically, right? Uh, or the studio producing it. But they're suing the production itself and 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 Alec Baldwin. That's where they really want to get the money. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll get something just to make it go away. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on this. I mean, look, remember the movie's being shot now in Montana. I wonder if they will take the proceeds from that movie and create sort of a collection fund for victims of some sort because it's hard to imagine them just profiting pocketing wildly out, from, from a movie that is. If this Alec fraud. Baldwin is seen on a new yacht from right. the if from he's the got windfall, rings, the Cadillac. Well, well, just just to tough. close this loop, but. Yeah. Do, how do you think Rust does? So, so let's assume in the rest of the production goes well in six months or nine months or whatever it is. The Rust movie comes out. I'm guessing it's not going to go into theaters. That's my guess. It'll go straight to uh, streaming. Maybe, uh, maybe. I think it does pretty well. I. Can't, couldn't agree more. I think we have an analog for this. Remember The Crow? The Crow's opening yeah. weekend. This was the movie, famously, Brandon where Lee. Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, was shot on set with, yeah. with live ammunition. An Everyone flooded on the opening weekend. unremarkable movie, Pretty by the way. Pretty unremarkable. Yes. That opening weekend, big. Right. People are going to be very curious to see Alec Baldwin fire a gun in the setting of this movie. They just are. Whether that's morbid fascination or sort of curiosity. It's hard to imagine that first scene, the, the church scene where he fires the gun. I assume that's part of the scene. Everyone wants to see that. And that's that's sort of what gross. What do you think the hooting and hollering is going to happen in the theater? I like, don't know. I think it'll be a smattering of different reactions. Yeah. But I do think the curiosity factor will drive people. And then it'll be whether the movie's good or not. And I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that, that I'm not sure. That's a different. That's a different story. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Let's move on to uh, your favorite person. Your, this is your favorite person. Well, right? I, I do want to set this up. Yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, the hard, hard, hard right conservative uh, congresswoman, uh, was in a restaurant and she was, apparently, she says, mm -hmm. she was uh, excoriated by a couple of people in the restaurant for basically being a conservative and, and they don't like her. Yeah. I, this on her on the heels of her comments about America needing a, to divorce. We need to have blue need to say, and red states that separate, which okay. sounds a lot all right. like so secession. I, all right, so yeah. she did move she for seceding certain red states from the blue states. Um, but but here's my question. Yeah, 
she's dislikable. She's deplorable. Mm-hmm. I dislike and deplore her. Does that mean she shouldn't be able to sit in a restaurant and have a meal without being harangued? It's, it's a great question. Do you get what's coming to you? I, I actually don't know that. Do you get what's coming to you when you're this divisive? Or do you have a right once you step off Capitol Hill and step into a restaurant to just enjoy your meal? I'm not going to give you a satisfying answer. I'm oh, going to say okay. it depends. <laughs> and here's, the, here's what it depends on. I'll give you as, yeah. as robust a response to that as possible. I don't think... Uh, public servants, people who serve in, in, in an official capacity should be subjected to any sort of danger in, in in a public setting. They should be able to eat at a restaurant without having things thrown at them, without having yeah. people threatening them and things beyond the pale. However, when you run for public office, you're a representative. We live in a republic. And if people want to hurl insults and say nasty things to you within the bounds of, of the First Amendment, I don't have a huge problem with it. I have a huge problem when people go to Supreme Court justices' homes after oh, controversial yeah, yeah, verdicts. Yeah, yeah. That stuff is out of bounds. And yeah. and it's it's really dangerous to to sort of the stability of the country. This kind of stuff if they went up to her and gave her a piece of their mind and said what you're doing to the country is wrong and it's hurting our and it's hurting our, you know, union in meaningful ways, I think you can register that sort of um, you know, contempt for her. You know, it's interesting. You, you it's I, unpleasant, I'm sure, for her and her family, yeah. but I think you can register. You, you and I work for TMZ. We've yeah. met plenty of people who think that what we do in, in representing the paparazzi, just being a part of a paparazzi agency is is deplorable and awful as sure. well. And people have views like and that. People have views. And, and we often come back and say, well, look, the and this is one one argument to it, that 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 uh, when people decide to go into public life, they make the mil- they reap the millions and well, the, reap the financial rewards and the fame of being a public figure, and they get all the good stuff that comes back with that. Some of the things they don't necessarily always want to deal with are the paparazzi, but it's sort of the price maybe you would pay. Some yes, people would argue. Price of admission it. to right. celebrity. And, and, but Libby, I'm not even taking that argument. I'm just saying that is an argument. It makes some sense within the bounds of decency. So within yes. 100 and, and the law and yeah. staying clear, steering clear of telephoto lenses in people's children, houses and so things, forth. all that stuff. Um, but here, so, so you're sort of drawing an equivalence here with the politician is also stepping into life. And in fact, they are necessarily representing the very people that are speaking to them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, she's in D.C., so there's an element where she's a representative from Georgia, correct? Yeah. So these are not her constituents. She just happens to be in, in uh, yeah, the, she's the a federal, federal capital. She's a federal but lawmaker. She's a federal that, lawmaker. Yeah. So in some sense, she represents all of us and yeah. all of our interests. Uh I just I just think there the alternative for people who don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you go through the typical channels, is you write a letter to your, your representative and you get back a form letter that says, thank you for your interest in the federal government and uh, I look forward to representing yeah. you and, and and sort of platitudes, right? Yeah. Which you abhor. You're, you're one, of, one of Jason's defining characters is he hates platitudes, <laughs> right? Do don't you hate, hate platitudes. Them? Okay, so this person yeah. wanted to have a direct interaction, saw Marjorie Taylor Greene and said, you know what, you're a representative. You work for me. Mm-hmm. And just because your day has ended, my interest in what you do to this country hasn't ended. And I'm going to register my discontent yeah. with the performance of, of, of your performance on the Hill. Yeah. Is that OK within within reason? Should should they sit behind her and like sort of blow in her ear yeah. or like, you know, do anything like that? Yeah. No. I'm going to give you an unsatisfying answer. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious. My, my answer is it depends. Like like you said earlier, I, I do think it's OK if they were screaming. at Now, she framed this as insane people screaming at her. No respect for the restaurant. She frames she, everything. She's as so full people. of shit. Yeah. It's hard to know exactly what to take up. But let's assume for a second what she's saying is true. Yeah. And we've seen these people before who are like holy and thou screaming, and yelling. Of course, that goes too far. She has the ability, the right to go and sit. 
once she gets outside, I think within bounds of decency, you can't get in somebody's way, prevent them from leaving, all that other stuff. You can ask them hard questions, and you can even raise your voice a little bit. I don't really love it in the restaurant. They're a little different, and I wouldn't But the like restaurant them. could remove her. The restaurant could remove, remove her the, as well. The, the, the bothersome person, yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, they're a little different. I, I also would, the same goes for, for a uh, celebrity if they're in a restaurant that deserve to be left alone. But uh, they're a little different than celebrities because you're 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 going to the you're you're going to government presumably to do good things to 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 represent your constituencies constituents in a manner that furthers their needs and, and befits wants. your values and all and that stuff. all that yes movie stars you go in it for fame and for wealth yeah and it's just a different pursuit and I think you open yourself up to a different type of criticism a different type yes. Of criticism. Let me ask you a question. Um, what yeah. about when the uh, Pete Buttigieg was walking out of the restaurant and, you know, the citizen journalists, I'll call them, everyone now with a cell phone can get grab yes. a video and ask a hard-hitting question. That's yeah. a journalist in, in, in my yeah. mind. They're doing journalistic things. Was that completely okay with you? That's Asking a tough okay. question the guy, about Palestine. The, the person who did it was was respectful. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, by the way, and he, he nor Marjorie Taylor Greene had any obligation to answer the questions being asked of him. Now, also he handled true. it. Pete Buttigieg did horribly. Yes. He could have handled it, and he's smart enough to handle it with a plum. He just got it. must have been really cranky, and it happens to us all, I sure. guess. Um, and but, he's been judged for it and dragged over it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. But um, you don't have to answer these questions. You can say, look, I'm here with my husband in Pete Buttigieg's case. And and, and uh, go through the channels. Go through my— Go, go, go through, through the channels. Thank you so much for right. all you know for doing what you do, and I really respect the questions you're asking. I'm just—you know, right now I'm just going to have dinner. Right. All good. Um, but— so that was fine, but screaming and yelling at someone is is just we just it's uncivil. Like we're, we're on a, the risk of breaking down into total incivility, anyways. Yes, like this brings it to another level. In that sense, I agree with you. I don't think this helps persuade people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. When she sees an angry person yelling at her, she's like, what a lib. You know, yeah. like, this person's wrong. It's what it's why I said the red and blue states should divide because we're past the point right. of conversation. But she said something so noxious when she when she tweeted that I'm just hearing from a lot of people that we should divide the country into red and blue states. I felt impassioned about, like, she needs a response. Someone needs to check her because the most important thing we have is the union in a lot of respects. And, not, you know, we, we, we broke up not, once not and it was, that, it was nasty. There, there, there have been a lot of responses to that. She's from Georgia. Yeah. Which is now a blue state, by the way. Two Democratic senators and voted for president. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know where that vote lies for her. True. She may be she may be stuck in the union she hates and <laughs> losing all the states that she really wants That's to right. be affiliated with and aligned with. Yeah. She uh, may have to move over one state over to Alabama or something <laughs> right. if she wants to stay red. Right. Something tells true. me that vote came around, by the way. Alabama might be like, you know what? We don't really want to leave the union. <laughs> you know, we know it sucks and we don't like the libs. But yeah. it's funny to hear your perspective on this before we wrap up is I'm usually on the side of, hey, they don't deserve this. Yeah, I'm usually yeah, on the side of yeah. civility, and Jason's yeah. usually on the side of give him a piece of your mind. You, she is you know horrendously, you know no, horrendously noxious. I love a good meal at a nice restaurant. <laughs> and you don't want to be bothered. Exactly. So if you see Jason out, just give, a, give him an earful. <laughs> All right, everyone. See you guys. Bye. Bye.